Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Uh, with me today, I have a special guest, uh, and he is actually a, a friend of mine on Twitter. And we met because uh, I started seeing all these quotes from dead guys on Twitter from his account. <laughs> so I said, okay, so either he uh, doesn't go outside and just read <laughs> books or... <laughs> Or he really believes what the dead guys uh, say about the scriptures. And then I saw a few quotes, uh, just that well, basically just scriptures that he was posting. And uh, I said, I, I like this guy. He's he's all right. He's 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 uh, living his life at, at least it seems from scripture, from the point of scripture. And uh, um, he's a he's a Yankee fan. I won't hold that against him because we all have our flaws. <laughs> Here we go. But uh, <laughs> but uh, his name is McKinley Kaufman. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty blessed, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming on, taking some time. So I just had this discussion, and I don't know if you've heard it yet uh, as far as the podcast is concerned, but I just had a discussion with uh, my pastor, Pastor Matt White from Bellcroft Bible Church, and uh, uh, the other was Pastor George Lawson from Baltimore Bible Church. And uh, this is that was the, the pastoral uh, conversation. This is the layman's conversation here. Um, we are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from, uh, Prince George's County, which is right out of DC. Uh, McKinley, where are you from? I'm originally from, uh, New York, Queens, New York. Okay. And are you still in Queens or? No, I'm in Hotlanta now. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah. So the perspective is really, uh, off of the, uh, the two, uh, highly melanated men that, uh, love God. Um, but understand that we live in a world and uh, we view the world through the lens of scripture. So we're just going to talk through a few things and to help people uh, to understand, um, especially in the climate that we are right now, uh, being uh, after the uh, the death of George Floyd. Um, we just want to have a conversation and, and kind of flush a few things out. So um, first, I'm going to ask you, man, what is what's going on down there in Atlanta? What's the climate there? Uh, the climate is, is still pretty hostile right now. Um, we have a lot of people trying to get together, trying to uh, get some calm in the city. The mayor is speaking to a lot of um, prominent people to try to um, hash out some differences going on. It's pretty bad. They went down and destroyed the um, uh, the museum, the Hall of Fame Museum. And it's really? not the Georgia Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's not the, just the Georgia College Football Hall of Fame. It's the college football Hall of Fame. So a lot of artifacts that have been taken out of there, you wow. cannot replace. That's so, um, and then, yes, yeah, so then they attacked the CNN building. So um, mm -hmm. it was pretty, pretty, pretty rough right now. So, yeah. Now, it, it I, you know, I get that, you know, there, there's rioting. Um, what I've seen and what you've probably seen on your, uh, your, your feed, uh, your Twitter feed is a lot of people. Um, well, have you seen this? Have you seen people uh, do you follow the people that would actually have a a you know, have good things to say about these the riots that are happening? Good things, yeah. Um, I've seen some. Um, they try to take a positive spin off of it, and uh, but I don't see anything positive mm -hmm. coming out of destroying people's property. I understand the climate. Um, we've been through this before as the people, and um, and I understand the anger, but to try to make a positive spin off of it with the riots. Um, no, I haven't seen that. I hope I don't see that on my feed because I would have to address that. 
Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually had to address it a few times. And and the biggest thing is that people were saying literally what else is there to do? We have tried to protest peacefully. We have tried to be nice. We've tried to vote the right people into office. There's nothing else to do but for us to riot. Like that has been uh, the way that they've tried to rationalize it. Right. Um, I, I definitely don't agree with that. I went on, um, you know, we try to do everything from a biblical perspective, mm-hmm. um, but we cannot reach those hundreds and thousands of people in the streets and start speaking the gospel to them. Someone has to reach them on the level where they're being angry and hurt right now. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I reached out um, via Twitter to the NAACP here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And my question was, there was a lot of, um, there's no direction right now for these crowds. They're marching, they're protesting, but there's no leadership. There's no one saying, okay, once we get to this certain section, maybe on Auburn Avenue or whatever, we're going to meet there. Then we're going to speak about the issue that's going on. We're going to talk about these things, how we how we um, walk through this process. Mm-hmm. We just can't march through cities with no agenda. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's happening right now. We're seeing all these cities being um, um, bombarded with thousands of people with no direction. Right. And even... And even in the midst of those who are in the crowd who are walking peacefully, we also have a, another element there that's also causing a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, Miss uh, Eleanor Norton, the Democrat, uh, over 30 years in um, DC. Washington, D.C. Yeah. She was speaking and they asked her the question about what what do we do now? You got the marches, you got the protesting, like, what do we do? Well, she also mentioned about the, the secondary element that's also causing confusion, which is the smashing windows and things like that. And one of the things she said when she was protesting with Dr. King and, and such, that uh, they actually got on their knees. And she said, when you do that, it'll kind of weed out those who are not really for the protest. So if they were able to come up with some kind of agenda to saying, well, listen, we're, we're not, we're not uh, demonstrating violently. They say they came with a peaceful agenda, but because of the secondary element that's within them, there's no leadership that's saying, we're going to meet here, we're going to do this, we're going to organize grassroots-wise. None of that has happened. So we're going to have the police uh, coming against the barricades and things like that because we, we don't have that one, not a one particular leader, but if, if they're pushing this banner of Black Lives Matter, who is organizing these uh, get-togethers? Who? What is agenda once you reach a certain period? Because you're going to get people who get restless, they'll get hostile, and next thing you know, there's smashing here, there's a gunshot here, and there's chaos again. But none of that is happening right now. So when I reached out to the NAACP in Atlanta, they responded back to me and they said, well, who do you think, or, and this is their words, who do you think organized the protests in Atlanta? I said, well, that's good. I greatly appreciate that. But this is my thing. Uh, Mayor uh, Keisha Bottoms had a, um, a press conference because there was no local leader here in Atlanta, we had Killer Mike and we had T.I. speaking from the podium with the man in the background, mm-hmm. which was disastrous. Yeah. T.I., who's from Atlanta originally, who does not live in the city of Atlanta. He lives in a gated community in another county. Mm. And he's telling people, don't burn down Atlanta. Now, I understand if you want to burn down the other cities. But you don't tell people that. <laughs> Killer Mike got on there. He was so frustrated with the situations going on. He started uh, spitting out vulgarity. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, this is not how we do it. So it's it's a it's a mixed bag of tricks going on right now. We need some organization on that, man. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I, I'm i kind of on, on, on either side with the protesting. You know, I do think that it is uh, in a way okay to have uh, an opinion about what is going on. You know, we as people of God definitely are against injustice and we don't want to have injustice happen. And uh, uh, nobody is above the law, basically. You know, that there you know, there needs to be a punishment for, uh, and even on earth, there needs to be a punishment for crimes that are committed against, you know, the law. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there is a way constitutionally for us to have, uh, you know, give our grievance, you know, say, say what's wrong, say what needs to be changed. Um, now, here's the other thing that I have noticed. And what I've noticed is that there is a lack of people asking the right questions. So the right question, what you just said would be, where are we going? What is happening? Like, what, what, where does enough, where does enough, where, where is enough? Where does that end? You know, we see why we, we understand why you're upset. We get it. We understand. But mm -hmm. what is the ending of that? And the only answer that I have for what the ending is, is more injustice. And here's why I say that. The reason why I say that is because if you literally go to the point of the whole Black Lives Matter movement and what well, we want black lives to matter, we want black people to have more of a, a, a chance or uh, more of a, a, an opportunity, then that means that somebody else, in, in according to them, has to suffer. So that means that white people have to suffer. And I'm I'm saying it with air quotes, really, because, you know, I have a different you know, I have a different uh, viewpoint of black and white. And, you know, I, it, from the biblical view, it's it's Jew and Gentile. It's really it, you know. Um, but, you know, we're all from uh, Adam and Eve. That, that That's really mm -hmm. our, our father. So there's no race thing. It's just a human race. Um, but mm -hmm. but that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I saw it and you might have seen it. Um, a couple of people, I think uh, Pastor Ken, I, I can't remember his, his, his name's like Ken something, but he had posted this uh this lady, this is a white lady, uh, this, this white guy crosses the street, talks to this white lady, and he says, I work for Black Lives Matter, and we're out here seeing who is basically down with the cause. So what I need you to do is kneel right here, and I want you to apologize for your white privilege. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll link it to you on, on the video. It's, it's crazy. And I'm sitting here thinking, huh. And Ken's response was, you know what? Uh, I'm not kneeling to anybody but a, a thrice holy God like that's it that's the only person you should be kneeling to and asking right. for any type of forgiveness you know like this like you don't do it because of who you are you you apologize to God about your sin but uh, it's that it was a little it was very very odd to me and that's you know what I what I hear when when you know th that's what I kind of got from what you were saying you know or what I would add mm. to your point Right. I, I, I didn't see that link and uh, I'm kind of hesitant for actually to actually share it with me, but uh, I need to be up, updated going on out there. But uh, and that's my uh, my point was speaking with the um, well, tweeting with the NAACP, especially here in Atlanta uh, with this city since I've been here over 20 years. Uh, and I worked uh, at the King Center with mm -hmm. uh, Dr. King, his, his daughter. Uh, 
Right. So we have here in Atlanta, we had, we had a civil rights museum. We have the home and the birthplace of Dr. Martin Luther King. We have the uh, the uh, Center for Nonviolence uh, put together by his by his wife. But there, the NAACP, which is right down the street on Auburn Avenue, is not a voice at all with this unrest in this city. Mm-hmm. Now, I asked also, I said, with all the different cells that y'all have around the country, I have yet to see, and I, I watch CNN and other, other news sites, I haven't seen one voice from the NAACP calling for calm or doing something that mirrors anything what the organization stood for or stands for. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue to have this open chaos with no leadership. Now, once again, as a Christian, I'm not looking for any individual uh, other than Christ to to govern our lives. Mm-hmm. But when you're speaking about uh, this element of unregenerate people, we, like I said, we can't speak to all of them and hope they get saved and understand that they don't need to be changed in order to get a, a real change in this country. Right. We had to speak with them right now with the organizations that have been set up. The Rainbow Coalition, I haven't heard from uh, them. Uh, I heard what, a 12 second clip from Al Sharpton. Where, where are they at? And especially, most importantly, which is the local chapter of the NAACP in every, almost every major city, especially where African Americans reside. Where is this voice? Where are they standing up in, on CNN and uh, saying, well, we sat with the leaders of the Black uh, Lives Matter. We came up with an agenda. And what he told me, uh, he said, and he tagged um, the mayor here. I don't know why he tagged. He tagged the mayor in our conversation. He also tagged uh, President Obama. <laughs> uh, tagged, and, and Yeah, he tagged both of them. And his, his comment was to me, he said, well, uh, she has my number. She know how to get in touch with me. So I was like, um, so in order for her, us to see the NAACP get involved, you waiting for the mayor to give you a call? I said, that's not how, how it works, brother. Come on, man. And that's that was his response to me. And you that's can go crazy. on my Twitter feed and I have it posted. So that's we need crazy. some kind of organization to stop what's going on. Like you said, we got people who claim to be part of Black Lives Matter. And we got so many different secondary cells within the movement right now that the, the calm we're not going to have any calm. You got President uh, Trump making all these different statements that's fanning in a flame more of unrest with those people who have very heavy hearts. So um, we got to pray he, a lot. I don't think he can say anything that's not fanning the flame. Even if he well, called for the execution of those cops, that's still they would still find some way to have something negative to say about uh, about the president. And that is just... And I'm not saying that he hasn't brought that upon himself, uh, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a it's a mindset that, you know, if someone is on your bad list, then there is no forgiveness, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, and, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I just read he made another statement that just went viral uh, about I think he had there was a protection for the Haitians, for people coming in, the Haitians. And there's an audio they just put up on CNN. And he said, well. What do we need them for? Get rid of them. So he's still, yeah, it's out. And it's like, there is no injustice that we already, it's already played out. We're worried about the next thing that's going to come out of his mouth. And we're not speaking about the situation that happened in Minnesota, the burnings are going around our country. And how do we diffuse these things? Where is the leaders within the local government? Even the mayors. The mayors are making sound bites. On every city I see, they're making sound bites. They're not coming together with anybody. I would pull somebody from anybody that's standing 
who say they represent the Black Lives Matter in whatever city it is, I would get them together. We're going to have a, a meeting with somebody so we can get some calm around here. None mm-hmm. of that's happening. Right. So every night when it gets dark, it's, the chaos is going to start because there's no order. That's what happens. That's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, this is it's, it's definitely, you know, OK to speak about these things. But uh, I, I really want to shift the conversation toward what really matters. And and that's eternity. And, uh, you know, I, I really feel as if uh, well, not 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 feel. I know that this is a uh, an example of the depravity of man. Um, to, you know, like you were saying, go and smashing, you know, windows and all this stuff. I mean, it's it's really a show of, of man's depravity. Um, the, the big thing mm-hmm. that I really want people to understand is it's it's sin begetting sin. Exactly. Um, you know, what happened to George Floyd was horrible. Uh, and mm-hmm. the murder um and I can't speak for the motive of the police officer. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, but I can say that he's a human and that there's sin in his heart. Mm-hmm. So that produced sin and that sin produced more sin because people are outraged about what happened. And then right. <laughs> they, it keeps going. So now the riots are, riots are happening and looting is happening. Um, so that is the biggest issue. And I, I'd love for you to speak on that. Right. Well, as, as you say, to, to bring it back to a the biblical perspective, one thing about mankind on earth, every single one who is not regenerate is unregenerate and is fallen. Mm-hmm. And we have a fallen heart and we have our nature is inclined to evil. Mm-hmm. Jesus spoke in Matthew. He said our our hearts are evil continuously. And Genesis said man is so fallen that his heart is thinks nothing but evil thoughts continually. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing right now is the result of this sin. The Bible teaches that the, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that sin nature that we had inherited from our, our first father, which was Adam, has fallen on to every person on this planet. And we are affected by this sin. And because of that sin nature, we are going to play these things out with murder, with lying, with cheating and all different things mm-hmm. that's, that we see around the planet. So as some people spoke about and it's been tweeted about, uh, it's not a skin problem. It is a sin problem. Mm. So we need to address that problem. That problem is the gospel. The only thing that's going to make a difference is a changed heart from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Mm. And it's only through the, the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit. And that's come by way of the gospel. So if Christians continually to be on their job, be about their father's business, we need to get out and share the gospel. This is the opportune time right now when people are hurting. People don't have no direction. They don't have no leader. Our leader is King Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is we have calm in our heart right now. What's stopping me from going out and joining those people in Atlanta is because I know that is not the way to, to go out there and, and smash things up. But I can go out there and speak some calm and speak peace of them by way of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And understand that the reason that so, so many situations happen is because of sin. Sin is such a a deep embedded problem that we don't understand it. Meaning I think it's not being taught enough in the church. It's, it's such a, a feel good message that they're getting. So when you confront them with sin and a definition of the, the effects of it is not radiating within them, they really don't understand what it does. Hmm. So when we try to speak about the total depravity of man, that every thought of his heart is wicked. This is his nature. This is our nature. Mm-hmm. So we, the only way, 
to get over this, we can't give them behavior modification. That only works for a short period of time mm-hmm. because his heart is wicked. We only have to give them, we have to give them the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that's going to change our heart of, of a stone to a heart of flesh. And we walk in our sanctification sanctification uh, throughout our lifetime until we get to uh, glorification. Not saying that the ills is being spoken about, that we um, dismiss it. We are speaking about it, even right now on this forum right now. We're speaking about those things and those concerns uh, mm-hmm. that's happening with, with our African-American brothers and sisters on, on that end. But we cannot uh, divorce ourselves from the reason why I'm a Christian and why I don't rebel a certain way is because of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that and I love what you just said. Uh, it's not a, a skin problem. It's a sin problem. What people love to do is to find their identity here on earth through some type of nationality or ethnicity. And they mm-hmm. want to connect to that versus saying, you know what? My identity is in Christ. Uh, Christ is mm-hmm. the only way for me to live because uh, any other way is literally just, you know, uh, it, it's it's adding to my sin. It's adding to how I want to live versus how Christ has instructed me to live through his word. Um, and it, it becomes, <laughs> it becomes the issue that the sins of a couple of things, one, uh, the, the, the sins of discontentment, you know, especially mm-hmm. I want more, I, I deserve more. I need this. Mm-hmm. I need that. Uh, then you get into the sin of, of, of lust because somebody else has something that you don't have. <laughs> so you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I need to have that. You know why it's not fair that they right. have that. And then you get into the sin uh, of, of uh, idolatry because mm. instead of you looking at Christ, you're looking at something else and uh, you're fearing man versus fearing God. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's extremely important. I love that. Uh, it's, it's not a, a, a skin problem. It's a sin problem. And it's yes, deep. Sir. It's so deep embedded within us that we don't even understand how deep it is. So mm-hmm. we do things and think that it's holy. That That's how bad it is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. 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 We're, we're, we're self-deceived. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about um, we want to find identity in everything but the only remedy for what's going on, which is Christ. Yeah. We want to find identity in a culture. You know, growing up in you in the DMV and uh, growing up in New York, there's certain cultural things that we picked up. Mm-hmm. We kind of self-identify ourselves with that when you have certain entertainers who are also pushing that that narrative. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, back when James Brown uh, was talking about I'm black and I'm proud, say it loud. Yeah. And when Public Enemy came out in the, in the early 80s, late 80s and 90s, uh, there was a certain agenda being pushed forth with a certain culture. So even today, we want to identify with something. So we say, you know, we got the Black Lives Matter and, and people want to try to train that narrative as well, all lives matter. But we, we understand that. We know all lives matter. Mm-hmm. But the issue at hand right now is that this individual is, not, is just one of many in such a very short period of time in our lifetime that goes further than that. So we know all lives matter. We're not separating that. But when you try to change the, change the narrative of the story that's on, at hand, then we're dealing with a whole other issue. Once again, we're not going to get to the root of the problem, like, yeah. which is sin. So that's that's the issue. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely is the issue. Uh, I was uh, speaking to the the, the pastor just now, and uh, he said that he would wear a shirt that said "Life Matters," uh, but he the 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 Black Lives Matter is, is kind of a, a trivial subject. And like right. I was, like I'm right. saying, I I have a completely different view of, of race. Um, and it's, it's because of 
here, here's 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 the, here's the big thing too. The reason why I have a different view of race is because of the fact that you know race is is spoken it's not spoken of the same way that people want to speak about it uh mm-hmm. outside of scripture uh the other thing is that you know and this may seem a shock to a lot of people that hear this but if it wasn't for the grace of god then uh all of us would be that police officer that had his knee in uh, and, and George Floyd's back. I mean, all of us would be, it's, it's God's Mm -hmm. grace that sustains us. And it's God's grace that keeps us from murdering other people as well, from lying, from cheating, from all these things. It's the grace of God. Cause what we try to do is try to make it seem as if, you know, we are better than who we, and what we really are. And we look over the fact that the sin is, you know, like you said, we're self-deceived it's, it's in our hearts. So yeah, man. So, what else you got, man? You got anything else that you want to add to the conversation? I, I hear you, you you turn turning some pages over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was um just looking for the scripture in Matthew about um, the how the thoughts about the thoughts of fallen man, you know, about the sin and lust and uh, evil thoughts and wickedness, how it resides within us. And mm-hmm. like you said, if it wasn't for the grace of God, we could have been that man because Jesus made a statement. Uh, and we use it, I know I use it a lot when I go uh, witnessing out and sharing the gospel. If I ask somebody, have they ever told a lie before? Mm-hmm. And and they say, well, uh, I've told a little one. It doesn't matter, you know, little, white, how we want to define it. It's still a lie. It's still one of the commandments you're broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever looked upon a woman or a man with lust? And mm-hmm. Jesus said, if you look upon a woman with lust, you commit adultery in your already heart. So he was getting further than the physical act. It starts in your heart. So we all have those things embedded within us. You ever uh, spoke anger uh, to your brother? Then you just committed murder. Mm-hmm. You just haven't made the you haven't did the physical act. Right. But that that seed is still there. That seed of of, uh, of death is still there. We just haven't carried the act out. We ask for forgiveness for certain thoughts because we have to. Uh, the Holy Spirit has to corral our minds. And that's why we have to renew our minds daily. Mm-hmm. Romans twelve one through four. Right. Um, so, uh, like I said, if it wasn't for the grace of God, you know, we'd be just like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, my pastor, uh, when he explains sin, uh, it's it's kind of like a pilot light. Like it's always lit that's there. And mm. all it takes is something else to set it on fire and to keep going. So, yeah, right. it's that seed. I like that that analogy. That seed is always there. It's just it's just hidden. And then, you know, mm. you water it. You, you, you put some fertilizer on it. Uh, it'll mm. grow. It'll, it'll grow uh, very high and very strong. John John Owen said it best. He said, "Be killing sin, or sin will be killing you." Absolutely, the mortification <laughs> of sin. That is a is an amazing book. Uh, yeah, Indeed. that's that's good. I told you, all, all he does is talk about dead guys, which is great. <laughs> the Puritans are, are 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 heavy in his library, which is which is a good thing, uh, because they can't come out and say something stupid now to <laughs> to mess up their legacy. They've they've already uh, left a great legacy of. Uh, and and the biggest thing that I love about the Puritans is their uh, their, their repentance and and their mm. their contrite hearts that are, comes out in their writings and and that makes me yes. and pushes me towards Scripture to do the same thing to be you know sorry for the sins that I've committed and to to work on uh, you know work my soul's salvation and and, and that, that's, that's a really good thing too so yeah well I appreciate you uh, coming on man. Um, I know that uh, one thing that I asked you to do was to give the gospel. So uh, can you uh, give us the gospel of Jesus Christ? 
I, I would do that, brother. I'd be glad to. Uh, the, the Bible teaches us that we all have a, a set day. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, is given unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. The Bible also tells us in Romans chapter 3, 23 and 6, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And also it says the wages of sin is death. We all have that sin nature. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible teaches that that, that we are falling short and it's like unto an archer trying to shoot an arrow into a, a bullseye and always fall short. So no matter what we do, our good works will never get us to heaven. It's only through Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 14, 6, he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no man comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and he incarnated. God came and incarnated in the Son of God. And he came and lived and died our death that we should have. So he sacrificed himself for our sins. And we can get forgiveness of our sins by trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. If we go to God and ask him to forgive us of our sins, he will forgive you. But we have to turn over our sins to Christ. He has done it for us. The work has been finished. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. We will have a date with death one day. But we don't have to fear because it is finished. We trust in Christ and the finished work. Read chapter, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm sorry, chapter 15. Read that whole chapter. You get the gospel there and also pick up the book of John chapter 3. Hmm. All right, brother. That's good, man. I appreciate that. And uh, all the way from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. As, via, uh, via, via New York. Via New York, <laughs> via New York uh, Queens. What part of Queens? Uh, Jamaica. Jamaica, Queens. Uh, yeah, Queens keep on making it. Is, is that? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't do that, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I, uh, let me tell you, man. I, I, I love New York, man. I love uh the, the time that I spent there, I didn't live there, but I would go in, you know, through there. And uh, Queens always has a special case, a special place in my heart because of one particular movie where two African guys came from the <laughs> land of Zamunda uh, to uh -huh. and worked at a place called McDowell's. So, yeah, that's that's, right. that's, that's one of my that, that is like my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. So Queens always has a special place in my heart. So I was I, I was uh, I was there when they made the movie. Uh, really? Boulevard. Yes. Oh man, that's so. So it was a Wendy's, right? The the building. Yes. Okay. And they just changed it. Yeah, right on Queens Boulevard. Is it still? Is that building still there? Uh I haven't been there in a while in that mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It may be a landmark now since they made a movie there. That's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, hopefully we can have some more conversations uh, uh, coming down the pike later about different topics. But I, I definitely wanted to get uh, uh, some more perspective uh, on this. But you know what I really appreciate is your biblical perspective on this, man. So that 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 really means more than than anything, because you know we are we are we are sinful human beings, but the Bible is mm -hmm. true and it's perfect. So. If we can give Amen. you the Bible, if we can give you scripture, if we can, you know, saturate ourselves in the word, then, you know, we are way better off uh, than given our own, the wisdom of man. So I appreciate you, man. Now, thank you for having me on, brother. Absolutely, man. Take it easy. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have a question, please send them to the truth talks podcast at gmail.com. 
Visit our Instagram and Twitter at The Truth Talks Podcast. And visit our website at BelcroftBibleChurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Belcroft Bible Church.